there, and welcome to Silenced Histories. For February, we are recognizing Black History Month with a daily story or nugget of information that you may or may not have learned about in school. This month, we have Jen the Librarian with us to share her research and perspective. Here is Jen. Day 15. Unless you've been under a rock, which maybe, I don't know, you have, uh, you may have seen or heard of a movie coming out called Black Panther. Oh, this is very exciting. No, it's not about Huey Newton and the Black Panther Party, which, to be honest, I would throw money at. Are you listening, Ryan Coogler? The people have demands. (laughs) So Black Panther comes out today, or I guess technically tomorrow, but preview screenings are today, so I'm just going to say today and was directed by this cool guy named Ryan Coogler, who is actually an acquaintance of my fiancé's from high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Small world, right? He made this amazing movie called Fruitvale Station, which I highly recommend, and then filmed some small indie boxing movie with Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) I'm kidding. He made Creed, and it was huge. So, so far, Coog is two for two, and I have really high hopes for Black Panther. Uh, Sorry, I'm off track. Uh, This is not a post about Ryan Coogler or his fantastic filmography. This is a post about Prince T'Challa, Sam Wilson, Luke Cage, Aurora Monroe, and the importance of the black superhero. Back in 1966, shortly before the assassination of MLK, the stellar comic book writing team of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby introduced a genuine black super-powered superhero in Fantastic Four, issue number 52. His name was T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther. This marked the first ever black superhero to appear in a mainstream comic book. Wow, that is, that's so exciting. It's very exciting, and I'd like to add that when I say mainstream comic book, I mean Marvel and DC, who were the two largest publishers at the time, versus smaller independent comic book publishers. Before this time, characters like Waku, Prince of the Bantu, and Lobo the Cowboy existed as publications of smaller or independent comp companies. So there were black characters in comics, but T'Challa was the first super-powered black superhero. Um, Black characters existed in comics as sidekicks, stereotypes, and were always unpowered. So yeah. Black Panther was a pretty big deal at the time. Fun fact, Jack Kirby's concept art for Black Panther labeled him as Cole Tiger, which, in my opinion, is a far inferior name. Cole Tiger. Cole Tiger. No. Yeah, that, no. no, that doesn't work. It does not. So not only is Black Panther important for being a hotshot superhero, his alter ego T'Challa is the king, or prince, depending on what you're reading or watching, of a fictional African nation called Wakanda. Not only is this cool because he's got a really important day job when he's not running around with the Avengers, but Wakanda is the most advanced society in the planet. If you consider that this character existed at the same time as the Tuskegee syphilis experiments were still happening, it creates an amazing juxtaposition. Yeah. Three years after Marvel introduced Black Panther, they debuted Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon, whom, if you've seen Captain America or the Avengers, you'll recognize. The important distinction here is that while Black Panther was the first black superhero, Sam Wilson was the first African-American superhero. Ah. Yeah. 
Small but important distinction. It may seem like a petty distinction, but it's important. T'Challa was from the utopian Wakanda, whereas just some, uh, whereas Sam Wilson was just some poor kid from Harlem. Sam Wilson of the comics had a psychic link with birds and a sweet flight suit. Falcon received his powers after Red Skull, a Hitler-esque supervillain, experimented on him with an object called the Cosmic Cube. Let's see. An evil white man experimenting on a black man for his own personal gain. That would never happen no. in real life. No. 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 Well, Falcon and Black Panther will ga- were gallivanting around with the Avengers punching Nazis in the KKK, Marvel releases their third major black superhero, Luke Cage, a.k.a. Power Man. Luke Cage was the first black superhero to head his own comic book. Cage was born Carl Lucas in a, and as a small-time criminal who is betrayed by his best friend and sent to prison after having heroin planted in his apartment. It's pretty shitty. In prison, Carl is harassed, beaten, and threatened by a racist correctional officer. Again, nothing like real life. Yeah, totally not at all. The prison doctor offers Carl the opportunity to partake in some experiments. Again. The asshole guard, who basically hates Carl, sneaks in and fucks up the experiment, which causes Carl to become super strong and makes his skin impenetrable. Kind of awesome, but also pretty messed up. He breaks out of jail, changes his name to Luke Cage, and becomes a hero for hire. There were also some ladies who appeared in the 1970s comic book era, like Aurora Monroe, a.k.a. Storm, who was a mutant who possessed the power to control weather. I'm sure most of you know Storm from the amazing 1990s cartoon X-Men, but maybe also from the so-so live-action movies where Halle Berry played her. Now, if your knowledge of Storm comes from either of those mediums, that's fine, but her story in the comics is so much more badass. Storm is one of the most powerful mutants in the Marvel Universe. She briefly held the title of Queen of Wakanda when she was married to Black Panther. Whoa, really? Yes, they used to be married. That's so cool. She becomes the leader of the X-Men after kicking Cyclops' ass in the Danger Room and is still one of the best superheroes in all of comic book history. You may have noticed all of these characters are, Mar- are Marvel characters, which is mostly just a coincidence. I am not being paid by Marvel to write this podcast. Although, Marvel, if you want to kick some money my way, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> Why not? Uh, DC Comics took a little longer to introduce a black character, which came in the form of Jon Stewart, who was a Green Lantern. Jon Stewart debuted in 1970, well after Black Panther, Falcon, and around the same time as Luke Cage. Jon Stewart is important in his own right, but I feel like I'm rambling on here, so I'm going to glaze over him. Sorry, Jon. You're still my favorite Green Lantern. A lot of this sounds great. Capable black heroes to set examples for the upcoming generations. However, a lot of the representations of black figures in comic books suffered from the same stereotyping that that existed in minstrel shows. Gang members, drug dealers, pimps, illiterates, uneducated... Poor folks was likely how many people of color were presented in comics. Like any medium, it still suffers from a lack of significant diverse representation. 
the fact that it has taken over 50 years for the most important black superhero to get a feature film says a lot about how the industry views not only black characters, but black audience members. If you're not familiar with any of these characters, I encourage you to go to your local library or brick-and-mortar comic book store and get some of the ta Coates run on Black Panther or the Chris Claremont run of X-Men from the 80s. You will not regret it. Then go see Black Panther in theaters. Don't pirate it. Support the people who made the movie and the institutions who make it available to you. That's it for now. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Silenced Histories is a project to bring to light those stories and struggles that have been marginalized throughout American history. Look for us throughout the month of February and again in November for First Nations slash Native American Indian History Month. We'll be adding more content. Women's History Month and Pride Month are up next until we have 365 days for you. If there is a story you'd like us to talk about, email us at silencedhistories at gmail.com. And in the meantime, remember, no effort in this world is ever lost or wasted. Onward, friends. <laughs>